This is Digital Age Descendants, Episode 5. What's next? Unicron? The Planet Eater? Good morning. Good morning. Sorry, just finishing up breakfast. No, it's all, it's all good. Take your time. So, how are you? I am doing good. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, it's been a while since I recorded, but doing well. Good, good, good. And of course, my keyboard is not. There we go. Trying to get the rundown. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's great that you could come on. Um, just a matter of getting it. And uh, I don't know when uh, Jeremy, my former co-host, will be back. He'll, I'm pretty sure he'll let me know when he wants to come back. Okay. But right now, it's me and you. Okay, sounds good. Um, so, like I said, I mentioned before when I talk, uh, was talking to you, I want to kind of give what's going on on where Jeremy is just because he was on the show for, oh, geez, probably about three or four shows okay. before he had to take a take a step away. So, so I'm going to go with uh, that. I just put it in the rundown if you want to kind of read what I put in there. So to my listeners, and uh, I'll introduce David, let him introduce some of the stuff he does a little bit later. Uh, Jeremy was my co-host and he and I are in still great terms. He had some personal issues that he had to deal with and I gave him the time and the space that he needed. He is and will be welcome back when he's ready. Along with Jeremy taking a step back, I had some personal issues that had to be dealt with. Uh, in August of this year, uh, I had some blood work done and found that I was on the verge of a heart attack because of diabetes. Yay me. Uh, and, you know, if anybody knows anything about the diabetes and anything like that, I had a triglyceride level of about 745 back in August when I had some blood work done. And then a couple weeks ago, I was retested and I was at or below pre-diabetic numbers, which was my doctor was actually pretty stoked, which is awesome for me. I don't have and I'm still going to continue on with the diet and everything else. And to top of everything off, my mother has been a handful with her health. And with a heavy heart, I wanted to let my listeners know that my mother passed away on October 26th. So me and my family have been dealing with that aspect of life and with my three kids on how to handle how they're dealing with that loss. And I'll leave it at that. Just to kind of give everybody what's going on. Sounds good. So now I'm going to introduce David. Dominguez. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, you did. Awesome. I love when I can pronounce it correctly. <laughs> um, so I'm going to let David introduce himself and he can take it away. Hey, everybody. Uh, like like uh, my host said, my name is David Dominguez. I'm, I'm very honored and, and privileged to, to, to be here. Um, my story is this. You know, I'm originally from California. I'm living in Washington State via the Navy. Um, 
I served in the Navy for 21 years, just recently retired in July. I've also had personal um, issues to deal with. On, on March 9th of this year, I suffered a heart attack um, at age 40. Um, I have family history of cholesterol, high blood pressure, the diabetes, and all that good stuff. So um, luckily, my wife reacted quickly, got me to the hospital on time. I took minimal damage to my heart. Um, I had four stent, stent placements. I'm in all kinds of meds. I'm also watching what I eat. I'm gonna I'm gonna diet. I now work out four times a week. Um, right now, I am taking a hiatus and working, but I am due to go back to work here in a couple of weeks. Um, just for time being until my business flourishes. And um, I have five kids, six actually. One one's an adult. He's actually moved out in San Diego, so I have five at home. One's about to graduate high school. And yeah, so that's my story and, and I'm very honored to be here. Thank you. Wow, I didn't realize that you had the uh, had that heart attack. That that's had to be scary. I'm lucky I didn't have that issue, but wow. Yeah, it was very scary. Um, I didn't even know it uh, at the time. Uh, I thought I had a bad heartburn. So I told my wife, hey, just give me some thumbs. I'll be fine. She goes, oh, no, I don't know. And I was pacing back and forth because I couldn't take the pain. It was very excruciating. Like, like I said, it felt like a bad heartburn. And, and she noticed that it wasn't heartburn when I started my start looking clammy and I was just sweating profusely. And that's when she took me to the hospital. Yeah, that's that was at least I know with uh, my knowledge of that. Yeah, that that's a, a sign for for all that. But I'm glad you. I'm glad she got it. I mean that that takes a lot to you know be able to have somebody that is in sync enough on that with you to kind of go, hey, we're not dealing with this. You're going to go to the hospital. Yeah. So well, luckily, my wife she went to medical and billing coding school where she had to learn just the basics of what um of a LVN has had to learn. So so she knew all the signs. Well, that that's good. I I also had a. Uh, you know, my mother, you know, also went to, uh, wanted to become a nurse and I don't know, never really had any knowledge on why, uh, she didn't fulfill that dream of hers when I'm like, uh, okay, I guess that's, you know, what happens. I don't know what in her life happened. I wasn't even in the picture, so go for there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had no idea, had no idea why. So... Yeah. Anyway, as some of our listeners may not realize, this show is about raising kids in the digital age. Big surprise. <laughs> uh, I actually, you know, to kind of give you an idea, I've got three kids. You know, one just started uh, high school. Scary thought. Um, and, you know, I got my two twin boys are going to be here, going to be 10 in January. My wife is really dreading that one. It's like, I have three kids in double digits. Yes, you do. That's kind of what happens. So, oh. but yeah. uh, they're, they're, they're an awesome, all three of them are awesome. I wouldn't trade any of them for anything. Uh, so they, they all have their unique quirks. My, both the twins are yin and yang. You wouldn't believe they both have opposite personalities, which is awesome. A little on the hard side, trying to keep up with both of them, but you know, Hey, so 
Um, I know in the, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to some of the past shows, but some of the things we talk about on that were, you know, uh, electronics or gadgets, you know, using that stuff. I grew up in a world, in a time frame where computers were first starting to come on to the scene. Uh, I think my mom jokingly said she re- wanted to get, uh, divorce my father before bringing a computer into the house. I'm like, oh, well, okay. I don't know why that kind of extreme was there, but eh, who knows? But uh, so I started on a computer in early age, but, you know, I had the thing is I had to do my homework before I could, you know, do it then unless I was using the computer for homework. Um, but that's some of the issues we've talked about in the, uh, in the past. A um, couple of things on the rundown that recently just became available, and I, I saw your uh, thing on line 17 about the variant. Uh, I'm mystified. They've had so many variants of this vaccine or this virus that I couldn't. I've, I've lost track. I know when the uh, they came out with the Delta Delta Mu variant, I'm looking at this. I'm, I'm thinking Revenge of the Revenge of the Nerds movie. I'm going Delta Mu, really. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, I, I agree. I lost track of all the variants too. But you know, it's just—I'm not—I'm not the type of person that listens to news, read the newspaper, and all that because you know I, I'm a big believer that half that's not not even um, real, not even true. It's it's meant to scare people. But you know, um, yeah, I just don't know why people don't want to get the vaccine. I'm—I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm talking to my family, friends, and. You know, they're they're against it. And I say, you know what, back in the days when we have to go to school, we have to get a vaccine. So I don't know what the big deal is. I think it has to. While I believe everybody should get the vaccine, it is a personal choice. I even though my kids, you know, are under the age of, you know, basically getting affording the ability to tell me no. um, I gave them I gave them the choice. I think a lot of people are. I mean, they they just are leery of how fast it came out. They didn't have enough, uh, you know, time to see how it would affect people, uh, you know. And like I said, I have one son that got it. The other one was afraid of the needle and didn't want to, uh, working on him. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's a personal choice. And, you know, I also look at from the aspect of, you know, you know, people that don't get the vaccine kind of somewhat deserve what they get. And I don't want to see some say that and I don't want to you know, seem like I'm being cold and heartless. But it also comes from, you know, you know what's going on. You know, I don't think there's any major side effects from the vaccine, at least none that I none that have come to light. But that's not saying they're not going to be there. No, no, you're absolutely right. We don't, we don't know the, the, what the, what the um, side effects are going to be. We, we don't know. I mean, it, it's different from er- for everybody, you know? Yeah, and like, I, I got mine. I, I was uh, talking to a friend of mine, and we, we all go to Reno every year, and um, it's a, a pub crawl uh, called the Santa Crawl up in Reno. And, you know, there's, I think... The first year I went, there was close to 18,000 people that met underneath the arch in Reno at midnight. <laughs> so you can imagine 
hey, you know, 18,000 people, you don't know what is going on, if they have a cold or anything like that. And like typical cons, you get, uh, you'll get the con crud, which they always refer to. Uh, and, you know, he even mentioned to me, it's like, I'm getting the booster. I'm not taking the chance for next year, next in December. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. So I got mine. It made sense to get one. So, yeah. Um, uh, the one thing I, what was it, I think that may motivate people. I think, was it, uh, what it was an Asian country, I think that basically said, if you don't get the vaccine, we're not going to cover your, uh, medical costs. Wow. And I, I have to, I have to look that up because I am not sure, uh, what that was. Oh, that's uh, interesting. You know, you're, you're right. It should be a personal choice, just like the flu vaccine. You, you get it, you don't get it. Um, you, know, you know, people have a choice. You, you just suffer the consequence or there's a word to it. So I, I do agree with you on that aspect. Yeah. And it, it, everything should be a personal choice. And people, have, even the, the, the anti-vax crowd, um, I think... Uh, I'm not sure, right? Mental. Uh, the the anti-vax crowd, I think, is hasn't helped any. Yes. Uh, um, and I, you know, like I said, I don't. Singapore was the country. So Singapore, and this was back in the beginning of this month, that no longer will cover medical costs of COVID nineteen patients who are eligible to va get vaccinated against the virus but choose not to. Mm. Now, a little bit of an extreme, but you know. It gets the point across. Yeah. But I don't know what, I don't know how you get everybody vaccinated. Again, it's a personal choice, but I've always had an issue, especially with kids in school. It's like, okay, so if you're refusing to get your kid vaccinated, and this is just my opinion, then don't let your kid go to school. Exactly. I agree. Um, I mean, I imagine what you said, you served 21 years in the Navy. I'm like, you basically, you're going overseas. You're, you're pretty much going a lot of places that you could get really sick if you weren't vaccinated against stuff. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, oh, so many different countries. We had so many different vaccines. I mean, we didn't have a choice. You're going to get it or you're going to get kicked out of the Navy. <laughs> so, that's why I have that mentality, you know, just get it, you know, because, you know, I've been so institutionalized, like I like to put it, for 21 years. So I'm, it's very hard to get that mentality out, out, you know, out of me, so... <laughs> Yeah, as well as it, I have a, had a bunch of cops that were uh, uh, family and friends, and they like, what was the thing? You can take the cop out of the job, but you can take the uh, job out of the cop. It just, it makes sense. They have that mentality into them, and that's kind of the same way I, uh, I agree with. So it, it's been a fun thing. So um, how old are your kids again? So I have Abraham, who's 20. Um, he, he moved out recently. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, there's not enough um, room in the den for two lions. So he decided to move out and, and do his own life. Uh, we still have a great relationship. I, I love him. I love him so much. But he decided he wants to, you know, live his own life, his own rules, his own way. You know, you know how it is. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have a very stubborn 14-year-old daughter. And, you know, two things I got going against me. She's a teenager and she's female. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I also have um, Christopher, who's 17. I got Jace, who's 16. I got Matthew, who's going to be 15 in February. And then Hugh H. Hugh H. Crap here. Hold on. So I got 
Sabella, who's five, and I got Virginia, who's three. Wow. You've got them all across from four on the floor under four to out of the house and making a good uh, life for themselves. Yes. So you imagine I feel the stress level everybody's going through as teenagers and toddlers. Yeah. Double whammy. Yeah, you know, believe it or not, my daughter and I have, I would like to think we have a good relationship. I, you know, I've seen other other teenagers that don't have the same relationship, I guess, with their parents. I'm like, I give my, I give her enough like rope to, you know, hang herself. And then I go, uh, did you really think about this before you did that? Yeah. So then she kind of looks at me going, uh, no, Mike, you might want to try this to work better. Uh, so, uh, you mentioned in the rundown that says the Omicron variant scare of top influenza outbreaks. Oh, you should, we have kind of already touched on that. So yeah, we did. Yes. Okay. Um, like I said, I don't, didn't really, this is the first show with the new one. So I didn't really get a lot of stuff. You know, the time frame didn't allow me to look up stuff. So if there's anything you want to talk about kids, electronics, how things are going, feel free. Okay. Um, so no, with electronics, it could be a good thing or a bad thing. You know, when, when I grew up, like you said, I didn't grow up with electronics. I, I mean, it was, I grew up very, I, my grandparents raised me. They were very old school. They took me in when I was three months old, they were 56. Oh, wow. Yes. So my mother, you know, she, she left and never came back. My dad was battling his own, his own demons going in and out of prison. So uh, he ran their custody to my grandparents. So they raised me. They didn't believe in computers. They didn't, they didn't even know what it was. They didn't even know how to work it. So they're like, we're not going to have it in the house. Okay. So, I think when I was about 11 years old, they actually let me have a, a Nintendo, old school <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> but they limited my time. So they gave me one hour and the rest of the time they told me, you know what, you need to go outside and let me go play with your friends. So I never really dealt with it. So it, it's really, it mind boggles me and, and it really gets me angry because, you know, I have one child, 14 years old, um, Matthew. Um, it really hurt him because, you know, and this is my fault or my, my, my wife's fault. We, we didn't really enforce a lot of you know rules as far as going outside in electronics but now he he can't count change he can't really time uh, tell time on a regular wall clock oh wow being digital so um and that aspect does hurt but in the way it does help um you know just technology advanced you know it, it helps in a way but mostly hurts so that's my opinion about electronics yeah um, i'm running to the same issue i've got one of my well all my kids are on electronics, but like my daughter, she got a phone. I was hesitant about getting her a phone mainly because she didn't really need it. But then she joined a, uh, a uh, group called uh, Rainbows, which is a, it's a female only, uh, um, I guess, organization that they teach girls, uh, you know, etiquette protocol you know manners for those right. who didn't get them at home um and you know basic life skills which you know they don't teach in school anymore yes i mean i remember back in high school i had a, I, you know i took home ec and people kind of look at me and go you took you learned you took home ec i'm like yeah that was a good class I, I oh it was an awesome cook. class i learned how to cook so everything uh-huh 
Yeah, cook and sew, and the you know back when you're in high school, the the, the uh, male to female ratio was even better. Um, <laughs> Lucky my wife's not around to hear that. Um, but <laughs> no, in all seriousness, my wife my wife knows I'm a pain in the ass. But uh, but you know they don't they don't I don't think they have home ec anymore. They you know I took accounting, had an awesome accounting teacher, uh, and you know I got life skills. I knew how to write a check and balance a checkbook, you know, do accounting sheets, all this stuff. They, I don't know why they don't want to either. They don't have the budget for it. And I say this knowing my wife's a teacher, but I don't think they have the budget for it or they, if they have the budget, they don't want to put any time into it. Uh, but the stuff like that needs to be taught in school again. I, I don't know like you said, you're right. You can't, you can't count change back correctly. You can't, you know, look at a, an analog clock and go, Hey, what time is it? I'm like, it's time you learn how to read a clock. Uh, and, and it's right. I even, I, I've got an, an Apple watch and I tend, you know, I mess around with the faces, but at least I can read an analog clock. Uh, but you're right. Everybody's got this digital watch or this digital computer in their pocket. And that's how they tell time. Right. So I should show I should so show somebody a sundial. Says, hey, tell me what time it is. I know, right? They probably would look at you like, uh, yeah, okay, bye. I'm gone. So <laughs> um, but you know, I, what I'm running into right now is um one of my sons, he not being a clinician or not being a doctor, I my opinion of it that he is addicted to is electronics. Yes. And I, I, I've got no other thing. To, so I've got to make the effort and go, Hey, you're, you're being cut off at, uh, you know, your sub, your internet access being cut off at seven o'clock at night. You know, you've got school, go read a book. Yeah. And then I'm going to, you know, if, with the wife's permission, I want to, you know, keep that even when summer gets here or, you know, even Christmas break. I want to keep that same kind of thing. It's like, go read a book. You know, if you want to watch a movie, let me know. We'll go put a movie together. But uh, I don't, I'm done letting them have the electronics, you know, un, unmonitored, just shall we say. Yeah, so. definitely. Because, you know, it brings our kids back into reality. They're, they live in this digital world where, you know, where they're, they're very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're pretty much non-existent to the world. Yeah. Now I I I seen this with my five year old because you know, um, she at three years old she now use iPhone already playing video playing games on the phone and and it got to the point where, you know, she's not learning the the necessary skills that another five year old should should know already. So we have to take it away and limit her time so she like know how to say her ABCs or you know, her one two threes and whatnot because she was not doing any of that. She was just stuck in the couch, glued to that phone for I don't know how long. Yeah. And I, you know, I, this is completely my fault. As far as you mentioned, getting the kids out to play when you were younger, this is partly my fault is I, you know, I work, I'm, I'm up to go to work at 4am and I get back at two in the afternoon and all I want to do is sleep, but I've got to make the, you know, effort to get out and, you know, get the kids out and uh, Hey, let's go out, you know, go play you know, get them out on their rollerblades or, you know, whatever, drag them out, go for a walk. I've done that pretty, I, my daughter, not so much, but you know, my boys like to go out for walks. 
because it gets them out, gets them in some fresh air. And there, there's not too many kids their age in the neighborhood. So it's hard for them to, you know, go down the street and play with their friends. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm doing the you know best I can. My wife's a teacher and she doesn't get home till like, you know, anywhere between four and six in the afternoon. And it's hard for her because I and me just because we're getting dinner and getting them settled. But yeah, I, that's the one thing I'm going to start. I've got to consciously make myself do is get them out of the house more and go play catch or you know, whatever. So we do take him camping, though. That's nice. Camping's cool. Yeah, they get they get their electronics going up. They get it coming home, but they're mine up there. Yes, that's good. So get out there and teach them, you know, survival skills. I did that to my boys a couple years ago. I took them camping when we were in San Diego. Took them camping up in the mountains. I taught them how to, you know, procure their own food, you know, clean their own water, uh, you know, make a, a sleeping spot, you know, teach them how to um, SOS signals. Because I went through a, a school while I was, I was in the military called Survival Evasion Resistance and Escape. Cheers, school, like, you know, POW school kind of. Right. So I took all the skills I'm teaching them, you know, so it's good to teach kids those, those skills they need. Because you never know. We live yeah, in no, world, you never know you're going to be in a world that's uh, pretty messed up right now uh yeah um well, that, that also you know it's like i remember talking to my daughter when she was in right when she's getting ready to go to junior high school or as they refer to it here middle school it's still junior high school yeah um i said you know what you can read all you want on the internet but you need to make sure that you verify your facts you know, don't just take, you know, one story, you know, I had to go look up stuff in these things called like encyclopedias, which like, what, what are encyclopedias? <laughs> a lot of outdated knowledge, but it's still valid. Yes. Uh, you know, I had to look stuff up, but you know, how do you spell this? My, my, my son uses, you know, goes, Madam A, can you tell me how to spell this? I'm like, it's time you learn how to look up word in a dictionary. Mm -hmm. Go learn how to spell it. That's how I learned how to spell better. So, um, but it's a, it's a work in progress. Raising kids is always a work in progress. It is. So how do you deal? So how do you deal with the, the wide swath of kids you've had? How do you deal with handling, you know, the, the subject that come up like high school, the, the shootings in schools or just the mass shootings in general, how do you handle that with them? Um, so just, just, to, um, you know, when, when they, you know, run into a situation in high school, you know, I try to, you know, talk to them, and, uh, you know, for, first and foremost, I'll level they understand, and, and I just try to, you know, let them know, like, you know, this, things happen for, for a reason, for, for I don't know, but, you know, you need to just continue on with your life. Do not worry about it. Um, and I teach them, you know, if it, you know, let's say school shootings, if it does happen, you know, don't try to be the hero, just, hunker down and and wait till everything's cleared and and come back home safely you know and i shouldn't i don't know i, I the reason why you know i'll i teach i tell them not to be the heroes because you know i'm I, you know I, I love i don't want them to get hurt but you know but it's it's tough it really is because i wish it, you know life came with a manual how to raise your kids and what to tell them um because i was sheltered my whole life my father sheltered me you know um, go to school, go to practice, you're doing sports, come home, you're not allowed to call your friends. So I really didn't live life till after I left to the Navy. That's when I started making friends, living life. 
um, going out, you know, just exploring, you know, the, the world or where, where, where I was at and learning communication skills. So I learned late in life. So I'm trying to teach them what I learned, but mostly my wife actually teaches them a lot because she, she experienced a lot during her lifetime. So good. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's good that you have that. What's it called? Uh, the, the term they, the politically correct term or term they use nowadays is the nuclear family. I'm going, uh, okay. So you're telling me you have a, a father, mother, and they're actually married and work together to raise a kid. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that, that's an added plus. I had both my parents, you know, much to my chagrin some days, uh, I had both my parents, you know, they were there when I left for school in the morning and then they were there when I, uh, got home at, in the afternoon. So, you know, they helped me with my homework and made sure I got my stuff done, made me do chores, that kind of stuff. So there are definitely pros and cons to that. And that's one thing that's come up in past shows about what's missing from today's uh, families and always seems to come at, I remember I was reading or I watching a video, Candace Owens was bringing up well, like one of the issues that is plaguing uh, today's society is there's no father in a lot of families, be it, be it you know, white, black, Hispanic, you know, however you want to look at it, the, there's a male figure that is generally missing. I, I, I agree. Um, you know, nothing is moms, you know, they can raise the, you know, single mom can raise her boy, you know, the best she can. But, you know, yeah, I was reading a book called Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. And he says in the book, you know, a woman cannot validate a man, you know, iron sharpens iron. So a man sharpens another man. Right. So, you know, you know, like me, I, I grew up, my, my grandfather raised me, but he wasn't really there. He was a truck driver. So I really get to learn all the stuff that, you know, a man teaches a boy. And I learned it till, you know, I joined the Navy where they started teaching me how to shave, how to, you know, be chivalrous, how, how to take care of business and, you know, you know, all the stuff we're supposed to teach our sons. So yeah, I completely agree with you in that, in that aspect. Yeah. And, you know, you know, my, my wife has, you know, there are some times where, you know, not that I haven't been present, but a lot of times I'm, you know, she's stressing out cause she's trying to get stuff done. And I'm like, I have got things I'm doing. And I, I think back, I'm like, my wife really needs my help around here and I've got to make a decision. And I've made that decision. It's like, you know what, this meeting can, I can hold off on this or hold off on a something else and just, you know, take care of it later kind of mentality. I don't need to, you know, go immediately to these meetings because I'm a member for a fraternal organization. And I constantly tell the, you know, membership, I said, look, you know, this is not my priority my family is. And if you don't like it, then I'll step away. I, I, you know, they want volunteers and this side of the other. And I'm like, great. I want to volunteers. And I want to get my boys into something like that. But I also got to, they've got to also, my boys have got to learn your priorities. It's like, this isn't a priority. This is something that for me that I need to do outside of dealing with the family, you know, but I, I've done that. It's like, Nope, I'm, I got to deal with my family. You guys can go, Pound sand. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I agree because you know you know when I left the Navy you know I, I tried to keep myself busy because while I was in the Navy I had a, I I lived we called circus life. Uh, you 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 pick up you leave you you take care of business you pick up and leave you pick up and leave that's that's 
you know, I lived that life. It was very busy. So I tried to make that transition coming home, doing the same thing. And I realized, wait a minute, I'm, I'm here with my family. I, I waited 21 years to be with my family. I complained I don't got no, no time with my family, but here I'm doing all this stuff and I'm ignoring my family. So I had to step back, you know, and, and kind of, you know, get rid of the stuff, you know, leave the stuff that didn't really, was not really important and start being involved in their lives, trying to help my wife around the house so she could yeah. be less stressful, you know, you know, um, kind of walk in my kid's life per se, because I wasn't really there a lot. I was gone. You know, they, I really don't know who they are and they don't know who I am. So I'm trying to build that relationship. So my wife could step back and finally say, take a breather. You know what I mean? And enjoy her life and, and send her to the spas and massage therapist. So she could actually de-stress. And so I could pick up, you know, where she left off because, you know, it's very important, you know, to, to help the wife because, you know, they're the ones, they're, they're so the rock of the family and I want to give her that time off so she can relax too. Yeah, no, I remember a good uh, friend of mine I've known since we had space since we were kids and one of the things being, you mentioned being Rockford, remind me of a story he told me where his, him and his uh, family used to, his dad owns a uh, property in uh, Mexico. And he, I remember him telling me a story about the rock of the, the family unit down in Mexico is typically the, the mom. Yeah. And I like just, that's just not, not from personal knowledge from what he told me. And I'm like, okay. So in other words, don't take off the mom. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Don't take no. off the mom. But, you know, it's just, you know, seeing it from different cultures, like I've, I've been in America my whole life and never stepped out of the country, which, you know, hindsight is always 2020. I wish I, I would have. I would have been, uh, could have done it, uh, but I didn't uh, try to go into the army when I was 19 and got disqualified. And I'm like, okay, not for me. Uh, which is fine. It's not that, you know, big of a deal, but I, I did want, want to get out and experience that kind of uh, world. And it just never came to fruition. I wanted to get more worldly experiences. Now I have to go pay to travel now. I, I didn't want to join the military. Um, I was kind of forced to, um, you know, when I was with my, you know, my parents, um, they were getting older. Um, they couldn't, you know, really keep up with me per se. Cause you know, I was, I was running wild. I was, you know, I'm from Los Angeles. So, you know, we're, uh, it's really predominantly gang members, gang activity there. Um, is very prevalent. So I went that route and, you know, when my father finally got out of prison, tried, you know, being my life, he caught wind that I was getting in trouble and with some other group. And, you know, it's one of those wild west stories, you know, I want you dead or alive. You know what I mean? So he's like, yeah, you got to get out of here. So you're either going to go to college out of state or you're going to join the military. And I was like, well, I'm not going to go to college. I just finished school. I'm not going to do that. You know, nothing gets college. But at the time, my mindset was I'm not going to do that. So I'm joining the military. And that was probably the best thing for me. Oh, yeah. No, I that's I've told my kids. I said, you have one of four options when you get older. It's like you can either join the military, go to a trade school, go to work or go to school. Your choice. <laughs> uh i think you know a trade school nowadays and i don't know if you follow uh mike rowe on uh but some of his stuff has it brings home where all the the skilled labor you know plumber welder woodworker 
you know, mechanic, all that stuff has gone by the wayside. Yeah. You know, we've, as a society, we have pushed, go to school, get an education, this, that, the other, and the same old thing keeps on coming up where you can either be, you know, $250,000 in debt going to a four, you know, four, six years of school or be 250,000 in the black by going to a trade school. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that kind of makes way too much sense. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the route my son with, uh, took. He, instead of college, he decided to go to um, a trade school within the shipyard here at Bremerton. And he learned the skill, uh, ship awesome. fitter, pipe fitter. And then he tra- he transferred that to San Diego. Now he's he's making pretty good decent money right, at the age of twenty. So that's nice. I, I agree good for him. Yeah. Uh, was he a is he a like is he uh what's it what's his position down there? Um. So he's a pipe fitter. Um. He's he's still a, a um. <clears throat> I'm not sure right terminology. He's still starting out because he he started last year. So I think he's a. Not a journeyman, but um, a novice. Apprentice. There you go. Yeah. Apprentice. Okay. No, that's awesome. At least he's got, you know, he's in a, a decent job and he can pretty much take that anywhere. The same thing my wife, uh, she kind of got, you know, got kicked when she was down. She was at a job for 20 years, you know, 19 years and doing, she, there was a promotion opportunity that she took she was already doing the job that promotion was for and, but they had to made her go through the interview and she ended up not getting the position. And they basically told her after, you know, 19 years, see ya I'm going, really? Wow. Uh, I just come, that just blew my flipping mind and she was not happy. I, I just don't get why. And that was a County job. So that was a, it was a, it was a good job and she would have probably stayed there, but you know, it was a wake up call and a kick in the butt to go. And then now she's a uh, special education teacher. Okay. So That's she, true. she went kind of too extreme. She was basically working outdoors where she, you know, she enjoyed it to dealing with, you know, kids, not special needs, but you know, uh, special educational needs, uh, kind of thing. Um, and I'm like, I'm, I was kind of, she was doing sub for a good couple, three years. And I said, you know what? You seem to like this. Why don't you try and become a teacher? So she did. She, nice. I, threw the, I threw the gauntlet down and she picked it right up. So, yeah, and, yeah, it's amazing what will happen and, you know, on stuff like that where, you know, I'm, I'm stoked for your son. It's like, that makes sense. He's going to be making good money by the time he's, he'll probably retire by the time he's 50. Yeah, yeah. Um, but going going back to to your to your wife being a teacher, I you know I have a lot of admiration and respect for teachers, and I know they don't do it for the money, but they do not get paid enough for what they do. Oh no, I tell her that all the time. I, I yeah. seriously tell her that all the time. Right, and, they, and that's why you know you get some teachers. You know, like for example, I know this guy up in Bremerton High School where I coach football. You know. I, I look at him and I say, man, I, know, I wonder, I'm not, now I know why he doesn't put in the effort he does teaching, you know, the kids because like he's so burnt out and he doesn't, he don't get paid enough. And it's like, you know, they just, now they're just hitting the wickets. 
you know, here's, here's my agenda. Here's my curriculum. I'm going to teach that. And that's it. Well, yeah, it's, it's funny. My, my wife, I, I kind of joke with my wife some days. I'm like, even if you make a difference in one of those kids' lives, you have made a difference as a teacher. Yes, I, I agree. That's true. And she kind of looks at me going, really? I'm like, yeah, making, you know, I had, oh, let's see. I had, I probably count on one hand how many teachers I had that made a difference in my life. And one of them wasn't even a teacher. He was the janitor for the school. <laughs> wow. And I, I, I jokingly tell my kids, it's like, you know, if you really want to, you really want to know what's going on, make friends with the janitor. True. Because most kids, most people, oh, you, you're just, a, you know, you just clean up after us. You don't have any, any knowledge on that. I'm like, um, yeah, bet me. <laughs> and he was awesome, dude. He kept me out of trouble. Uh, I, I think he's passed away since I've been out of that school for, you know, almost 40 years. And I think he's, he was probably in his late sixties, maybe late fifties, but I, he made a difference in my life. I had a second grade teacher that made a difference in my life. Uh, taught me, got me into science, my second grade teacher. But, and then the other one was a few in elementary school and I didn't really, I hated high school. So I didn't really actually, I had a couple of high school teachers that made a difference too, but yeah, just making a difference as a as a teacher is, yeah, they don't get paid enough, but making a difference is well worth, you know, that kind of that time. And I under, I also understand where he's coming from. Your your uh, the teacher is like, yeah, you get burned out. Uh, you know, the kids are unruly, and you know, you can't you can't tell the kid to go get a switch out in the middle of the field. They tend to frown upon that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, it, it's funny how you deal with, how you deal with kids. And I, I raise my kids to be respectful, but every one of my teachers or their teachers, he had got such a wonderful kid. Like, who are you talking about? <laughs> That's so true. Um, cause at home they'll, they'll, they'll have attitude, talk back and all that, but, you know, when we go to somebody else's house or school, they're so respectful, so kind. And it's like at the same time, like, I'm proud of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I They kind of look at me it's like I, I just kind of look. I'm like, you're such a wonderful child. I'm like, uh, um, you sure we're talking about the same kid? Yeah, it, it just. Yeah. Uh, OK, great. At least I know I'm doing something right at home. So. Because even even after a few years, I talked to a couple of my daughter's old teachers and even said I really miss Kai because she was a good good kid. I'm like, all right, job done. <laughs> yeah. So I wish I could say I had good teachers, but you know, I, I didn't. Um, so most of my life lessons, most of the stuff I learned were, was from sport coaches, football coaches specifically. I mm -hmm. played football my, my whole life pretty much. So they're the ones that taught me how to, to be resilient, push through adversity, you know be respectful, be on time, all those life skills I learned, I learned from them. Yeah. So I have a teacher that I remember as a sports coach. He was actually the English teacher at my junior high school. 
so he could actually, you know, he wasn't just all about, you know, sports. He actually, he, they, he had an English mate. He was an English major. So they had him teach English. Like, okay. So he was an, <clears throat> he was an awesome, awesome uh, coach and a teacher. So I just, I just hope they have a different, the, my kids get, find a teacher that make that difference in their life to kind of go, Hey, you got me into this. Like, you know, my second grade teacher did for science. But so, uh, so what else would you like to touch on? Let's see. So we kind of touched about education. We talked about that. Um, talked about the variant. Um, see, we got an agenda. Kids younger than 12 getting the vaccine. Um, I don't know. I, my daughters are way too young. I'm not letting no needle touch them. Uh, how old is she? Five. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's probably a little too young. My my boys are nine, so that's kind of why I was a little more, a uh, little more uh, not resistant to them getting it. So they both wanted it because they, they we talk about anything at the dinner table. It's like, okay, why do you want it? Blah blah blah. So. One wanted it, well, the other one didn't quite yet because he didn't like the needle. And what I said, I told the, I asked my one son, it's like, tell him how it is. I mean, literally, it, I when I got my booster shot, I was in, an, the shot took about a second going in, out, done. Yeah. Uh, but. Not, yeah, well, the thing is, when, when, when the, the, Pediatrician was talking about, you know, the COVID, the COVID vaccine with my daughters, you know, it brought me to a time where, you know, after my heart attack, um, uh, my cardiologist suggested that I get all my kids tested for cholesterol levels and, you know, high blood pressure, all that good, all that good stuff. And, and I tried to do that with my two youngest because my oldest, they, 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 they got their levels checked, all good to go. And but I need to get my youngest checked. And they, they're going to draw blood for them. But I thought they're going to be like a little prickle shot, whatever. Blood. No, they, they're, they're going to put the needle, get the tube, you know, draw the blood. And they tried doing my three-year-old. And she was like, okay, go go ahead, go ahead. And when they put the needle on her, she started crying, wailing. And he was missing the vein. I just oh. said, you, know you know what? You're done. I gave you one chance. Take that needle off. You're done. You know, it's, it's kind of one of those things why I want her to get the shot. I don't know. It's more traumatizing to me than her, I guess. Uh, yeah, I can appreciate that that mentality i had a <laughs> not to make light of your uh, daughter's plight but i remember i went to give uh, blood at the blood bank years back and i i've go i've never given blood before and the guy without skipping to be that's okay i've never taken it before i'm like not really making it much better <laughs> oh no yeah i was like really you, seriously you, you're gonna tell somebody who's never given blood before that i've never taken it before you, no so, yeah, I, I, you know, they, that's why they, I know they, uh, the, some of the stories I read where, you know, they say, let your kid take their favorite stuffed animal or something like that to, uh, with them, uh, when they get the vaccine, I'm like, okay, but yeah, that still doesn't alleviate something entering my body. Uh, you know albeit a small needle, but still, I, I definitely appreciate your, you know, where your daughter's coming from. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, that's it. You mentioned getting uh, my your your kids tested for the cholesterol. I did the same thing with one my other son, and he he came back. He had good numbers. I was actually surprised because he's not as active as his brother, and right. I was actually pretty stoked that he came back. Uh, he did have, I think he did have some high cholesterol numbers, but I, it was within reason. It wasn't too bad, but it, and it wasn't high enough for me to worry, but you know, changing the diet will fix a lot of that and getting him out away from his electronics. I'm like, that's where my goals kind of motivated. It's like, you need to get off this stuff. You need to get active, you know, start running around, going out with walks with us without fighting us. Um, but yeah, that's getting them out and exercise. And I'm glad, uh, did your uh, kids pop any with the test? No, their levels were really, uh, fairly, really small. I think uh, uh, Jace, you know, cause I, I have, I have a blended family. So, you know, I have three stepchildren where my children, I raised them when they're young and I have my three of my own, you know, Jace, you know, the two girls and Jace, his levels are at 99. Uh, I, was, I was actually pretty good. As far nice. as the, 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 I guess the LDL, is that what they call the LDL, the bad cholesterol? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so so he was at 99. Um, um, when I had my heart attack, I was like 320. Oh, damn. Yeah, so I was I was there already. And um, it's funny because when I, I was, I, I knew I was, I was um, feeling horrible. I knew I was sick. So I went to the Navy doctors and they tested me and, and said, man, your cholesterol is high. We'll, we'll put you on. A torbestatin, um, ten milligrams. Wow. Okay. So I started taking it, and then when my cardiologist, you know, after after he did the procedure, he's like, "You're on a statin already, ten milligrams." That was not going to do you any justice. That was not. That was. That was not going to help you any. So he put. I'm on eighty milligrams, I believe, right now. Oh, jeez. And that helped me bring my levels down to ninety nine as well, but. Um, Interestingly, um, he was, you know, he's one of those cardiologists who's actually um, very knowledgeable in nutrition and actually stress management. He's like, you know what, David, um, aside of eating healthy, eating clean, more veggies and fruits and more exercise, I need you to start, you know, taking stress management very seriously. I'm like, what do you mean? I need you to, I know you got six kids at home. I need you to just let the little things go. I'm like, Okay, you know, like you know, getting on them because the room's not clean, or, or getting on them because they did something wrong, or grades. He goes, I need you to let that go. I need you to just turn around, and breathe, because believe it or not, stress will create that oxidizing plaque in your arteries. Mm-hmm. And people, I didn't even know that because I was going through a lot of stress on at the time when I pre heart attack. I I have I was dealing with a very unruly landlord who, who was trying to rip me off for money when I was moving out of his house. He said. I had destroyed his home and I, did, I he tried to make me pay for a new, uh, he made me pay for new uh, painting, uh, new carpeting. And I lived there for four years. I was wearing terror ready. I had cleaned this house up and down. He was uh, badgering me, harassing me, calling me every day, um, threatening me with the Navy, you know, calling my wife uh, very, you know, disrespectful words and texting me at three in the morning, you know, just, and I, I was a lot of stress and that was just icing on the cake. So I had a heart attack not too long after that. 
Oh, it's still, it still sucks. I shouldn't do that. That's why I don't like rental. Why I don't like renting. No, we don't either. We're 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 really gonna buy a home here in a, in a couple months. Yeah, it's kind of what we're uh, the, we're kind of in the same boat, you know. With uh, we're in my a few years ago, my wife and I got into some uh, <clears throat> financial difficulties, so we uh, um we moved back in moved uh, into my mom's house, which is the one we're currently in. And now that she has, you know, passed on, we're basically going, Hey, we're going to sell this place because it doesn't have exactly the best memories for me. Yeah. Uh, but, um, whereas we're kind of looking at that to, you know, buy our own house prior to the summer. Cause my wife wants to, uh, get through the school year, you know, get stuff situated because, you know, I, I don't get it either. They have a, she keeps on thinking that they're going to let her go at the end of the year. And I'm like, I don't know why you're stressing out over nothing. Um, especially everything she tells me is that they are, uh, always looking for, you know, those kind of teachers, uh, special education teachers. And I'm like, all right, yeah yeah no stress try no stress <laughs> yeah well you know what believe it or not i started this podcast to alleviate stress believe it or not it's kind of cathartic oh that, that's good um and i'm glad i'm on here too because it's, it's another uh stress coping tool i could use oh yeah i mean like i said i don't there's uh, if you need to swear i'm not gonna be the least bit uh, I don't really care if you need to release and <laughs> swear up a storm. I won't hold anything back because it doesn't matter to me. Uh, I try and keep it. We try and keep it clean, but you know, uh, a lot of times it may not work. Um, yeah, I'm trying not to swear as much anymore. Um, just because it's, it, uh, I don't know for my kids pretty much because I don't want them to swear. No, no, I that's that's I try try to, but sometimes you get animated and get it won't won't hurt anything, so I get it. But yeah, no, I agree. My it's kind of funny listening to some of my kids after listening to me and my wife. We, we swear like truckers, um, and they actually believe it or not, my one son has used it in the right context several times. Oh, nice. I'm like, hey, you know what? I can't get him out of me using the right context. <laughs> so. Uh, let's see. We've pretty much covered a lot of stuff today. Um, so I, there's one part of the rundown. If you don't drink, I completely understand. I like to kind of give something back to the, to the dads, uh, you know, kind of recommendations for what kind of alcohol or whatever. But if you don't want to, uh, participate, we don't have to mention it. I used to drink um, before my heart attack. Actually, my favorite, uh, drink was, um, Jack Daniels, um, Tennessee honey whiskey. That was that was my choice of uh, drink right there. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I've got more of a scotch drinker. I don't drink that much, so I'm okay with doing what I'm doing. Yeah. So another good drink. Um, I don't know if you heard of it. I mean, you're from California, right? Yes. So there's a drink out there called a Michelada. So it's pretty much your choice of beer, um, a little bit of clamato. Uh, a little bit of pepper, lemon, and uh, a little bit of um, tahini. That's a good drink. 
if you, if you want to drink that's something i want to recommend that's a good drink right there oh okay I'll you don't taste that. the beer as much so it's kind of dangerous after <laughs> six or seven or eight <laughs> but it's a good drink just awesome. to relax and chill out I'll, I'll be saving my liver for next month thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah the reno, reno is my uh my drinking part of the year nice where i don't have to worry about really uh I don't have to worry about driving home. It's all that matters to me. True. But yeah, I can just, you know, get drink, go up to the room, fall down on my bed, and you know, have a nice day. Nice. Which is rather uh, rather nice. So, uh, yeah, no, I try not to drink. It's not that I don't want to. It's more of, okay, it's something I can do and don't have to worry too much about it. Yeah, but you know, like we we weren't very much of a drinking family. Also, there's a lot of things I don't hold as taboo with my kids. It's like, okay, if you want to talk about it, that's what the dinner table's for, right? Uh, if they want, they they want to try, you know, a little bit of wine. It's in my house. You know, it's not taboo. They don't have to wonder what it uh, tastes like. So, but right. you know, some, and I agree because. Uh, before I wasn't really, you know, I didn't really like that, you know, my kids turn out drinks here and there because, uh, you know, my wife likes to drink and she's not a really, you know, blizzard drinker. She just drinks to enjoy the drink. Um, but she'll let them try here and there. And I, at, at first I wasn't like, no, that's, that's not right. No, no, they're too young. But yeah, I kind of get in the mentality where, you know, at least they're doing it at home. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, you know, a lot, if you think about it, there's, you know, other countries, the minute you can see over the bar, they'll hand you a beer. True. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, and it, but it, America just has got so much taboo that it's not funny. It's like, can you stop and actually think about this? Why hide it? All To me, if you hide something from a kid, what is an instinct a kid going to do? I'm going to try it. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, if you want to try it, we'll let you try it. I have no issues with that. Yeah. So really agree. but uh, that's, that's pretty much it. But I know we've talked about a lot of subjects, uh, you know, today, uh, like I said, next week, you're, uh, you can continue on and I'll look up. We'll, we can add stuff to that rundown. Uh, you know, kind of go from there but uh, this is you know see what the one thing i was i guess mentioned to you before in text was it doesn't flow as well when you're talking to yourself <laughs> oh yeah i agree uh and that's part of the reason why i reached out to you know look for a uh, a co-host initially with jeremy and he was he was he's been awesome you're awesome here today and i'm, I'm glad you could you know had the time to do it today uh but you know, it's like one of the, one of my friends down in LA. He's a he does a show as well, and he basically put it out and succinctly. It's like we all have lives, so if we if I miss a couple of weeks, I miss a couple of weeks. You know, I can't. I'm not gonna. You know, my listeners, if they want to go elsewhere, let them go elsewhere. Yeah. But the, my this is a hobby to me. This is something that's cathartic for me to let go. You know, I'm, I'm hoping it works out for you as a stress reliever. 
No, you for can, sure it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm like I said, I can be a counseling counseling kind of thing, and you know, kind of getting back to the opening statement. I you know, I gave Jeremy the space he needed. You know, as as men or as males, we have a tendency to we see a problem. What do we typically want to do? Solve it. Solve it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna leave that alone. You know, he's got his own way of dealing with it. I'm not gonna get in the middle of it. You know, if you, I'm, I basically put it out there. It's like if you need to talk, I'm here. Uh, I'm not gonna. That's how I look at it. Same thing. You know, it's awesome that you know. This is mainly focused, you know, you know, kind of a male perspective, you know, if, you know, on how to raise kids because I've seen in California, I don't know what it is. Like in my opinion, in California, the fathers tend to get screwed over a lot if they are not part of the kid's life. Oh yeah, yes, I've seen that firsthand. It's it's really crazy. And I, I just don't get that. Uh, you know, not that women can't raise kids effectively or efficiently. It's like. Men can do the same thing. Yes. So I that's kind of how I approach that kind of mentality. It's like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. And you know, say la vie. But yeah, that's what that's what kills me is like it's been so slanted against men for years. It's like, come on, guys, can we think about this real quick, please, and stop, you know, treating men like second class citizens? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So all righty. Well, that was a good first show. We've got a little over an hour. Uh, anything else you want to bring up? I'm pretty much covered everything. Uh, no, yeah, we covered everything. I'm good. So I'll, I'll have more next week. All right. Yeah, just I'll uh, get another rundown uh, set up and I'll figure out a title later. Like, not one comes to mind unless you can think of one. <laughs> <laughs> no, not right now. If I, if I do, I'll, I'll shoot you a text. Yeah, just shoot me a text and I can do that. Um, I'm probably going to get this. It'll probably be up on Thursday when I get it posted. So also reach out to any of your family, friends, if they want to hear you. Feel free to send them. I think I sent you the link. If not, uh, I can send it out again. No, I, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Feel free to put it out there. You know, I would love to turn this into something more, you know, not necessarily, you know, financially stable, but, you know, hey, it's where you got to start somewhere. No, exactly. <laughs> I agree. So, all right, David, if you have any questions or things, just uh, send me a text or whatever, and then we'll uh, go to the next show. And nine o'clock work for you, or do you want to do it later? Uh, nine o'clock is great. It will work perfectly. Okay. Then we'll shoot for nine o'clock next week. Cool. All right, Mike. Thanks. All right, Dave. You have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Mike. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I can be reached at Digital Age Descendants at gmail.com or if you want to give me a call and leave a voicemail i can be reached at 707-385-9698 thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed the show so as we discussed in the show today this country is facing and has faced in the past years a large mental health problem as i mentioned in the show congress doesn't seem to want to realize that or they just don't care but we have a large amount of suicides in this country that we need to take care of and part of jeremy's passion and i am going to follow suit is we want to bring attention to this issue and by doing that 
we hopefully can help some people. So I'm going to provide the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and that can be reached at 1-800-273-8255. If you're facing a serious mental health break or somebody, member of your family sees that you're facing a mental health break, don't be afraid to ask for help. Reach out to myself, reach out to Jeremy, reach out to some other medical or mental health professional. We want you to stay around, especially for your kids. Hello, my wonderful listeners. If you'd like to leave me a rating, currently Spotify doesn't offer the ability to do that. But you can leave me a good rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever your favorite podcatching device is or service. Feel free to tell me how you feel. Thanks. Have a great day.